listening to Carnivore Conversations, a podcast exploring the benefits of keto, carnivore, intermittent feasting, and other lifestyle hacks. Each week, we'll be interviewing a special guest from the keto carnivore community and so much more. This is your host, board-certified and practicing physician, Dr. Robert Kiltz. Perfectly fine. Ah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. All right, Claire. Wow. It is really great to, to see you again uh, today and get a chance to interview you and listen and learn about your carnivore and life journey for health and healing. So thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me on, on your channel, on your social media. I'm so, so grateful for this because you're so inspirational and yeah. You, you you gave me so much good information and I'm so happy to be here today with you. Well, thank you again. I appreciate you. And tell, tell our listeners and those watching a little bit about yourself and how you got into this carnivore crazy space. Okay. So basically I've been struggling with eating disorder, restrictive eating disorder for three decades. It's starting when I was young and uh, it, it just increased and increased uh, up to uh, I reached the point I became a vegan around 2012. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, then when I, uh, I started eating vegan and I got even more sicker and sicker and sicker. Yeah. And it was like the veganism going with the anorexia and putting me down the, the hole. So I just, I was just, I reached the point where I was that skinny that I, I was not eating anything. I was eating around hundred calories a day for six months. I lost all my muscles. I knew about sarcopenia this time. I didn't heard about this before, but I know what oh, it is to, to lose all the muscles. Uh, I ended being in a wheelchair and blind for months. Uh, in the wheelchair for two years and tube fed with crappy uh, recovering food uh, for two years. Wow. Uh, after I touched the bottom of the bottle, uh, I got a flu in 2017 and it I couldn't have it. My body couldn't react with the flu and it became a pneumonia and I died for six minutes in November 2017. At this, age, at this time, I was only 33. Wow. Uh, then I got hospitalized and I was able to gain a little bit of weight. Um, but basically, the lowest I was was 72 pounds for 5.8 feet tall, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, um, uh, my medical team helped me to get rid of a very toxic relationship. And at one point I decided to, to restart having some, uh, some meat, but I was really, really healed with anorexia and I was scared about gaining weight. So I could gain a little bit of weight, but not too much. And I was eating lean meat only, egg whites, uh, chicken breast and white fishes. And that was all. And after two years trying to be healthy enough to survive, uh, I just 
say, okay, this is not possible anymore. I, I don't want to survive anymore. I want to live. Mm. And so I, I, I try to research about uh, the diet we could help with mental disorder because anorexia is a mental disorder. Mm. And I was suffering from anxiety and depression a lot. And I found out about keto. And it was really interesting to me because it was, uh, it was having a high fat diet and I was scared for the, from the fat forever. Mm -hmm. So I was like, it's really interesting. But at the same time, being keto is about counting macros. And I've been counting calories for three decades. And I didn't want to stop counting. I wanted to stop counting. So I say, no, it won't be for me. And I found out about carnivore. Car carnivore was like keto, but without the counting. And I say, oh, you, you could give this uh, a shot. And I was really scared. So I started carnivore doing like uh, just lean fish, lean meat, and mm -hmm. uh, zero fat yogurt. And I don't count this in my carnivore journey because I was feeling like crap. It was just not possible. And so I ate uh, a lot of protein for three months, but it was like rabbit starvation and it didn't help anything. And one day I decided from one day to another to start eating the royal carnivore diet. Mm. I say, mm. okay, give you the chance to heal for real. Go ahead and, and eat a very high fat meat-based diet. And from one day to another, my body was thankful, was thankful for the meat that he got. And I started eating and I couldn't stop eating. My body was asking for more nutrient and more nutrient and more nutrient. And even if my eating disorder was saying that's too much, that's too much, my body was saying that's not enough. Just keep going, keep going, keep going. I never and, stopped. And how did you feel mentally? Because you said that, that anorexia is an eating disorder secondary to a mental disorder. Eat. And I'm just curious about the link of the mental disorder and our diet um, and the propaganda that actually drives us that way. When I started eating all this fat, all, all it's, it was really a question of fat. I was totally scared. And yeah, my, my anorexia was speaking to me really loud. Stop doing it. My, but, but at the same time, my brain was fueled for the first time. And eating the fat was helping me cooling, calming down. So the more I was eating the fat, the less anxious I got. After three months eating this way, I could get off all medication. Wow. I stopped the anxiety, uh, antidepressants, the anxious uh, pills. I stopped all the mental medication. Of course, with the help of my psychiatrist, I have to say, you never have to stop on your own. You always have to be supported by a psychiatrist. But yeah, the more I was eating the fat, the less I needed the medication. And it was wow. so amazing. So my sense of it is we're, we're all basically brought up on a plant-based diet. Yeah. And with that plant-based diet, we're brought up on a lot of propaganda. And the, one of the biggest propaganda is that that fat is the cause of all disease and being fat is the cause of disease and then our body image is directed towards being skinny. What are your thoughts on, on that sort of as the drive in direction to cause all of our mental illnesses and our eating disorders, which are all not even natural to who we are, but it's the propaganda that we've been listening to. Yeah. You know, um, I'm, I always say I, I was sick with anorexia in the past and switching to veganism and increasing my plant intake just 
just increase my eating disorder. They were really, really working together to, to kill me, you know? Yeah. Plant and anorexia were just working together to kill me. And when you're eating all these plants, you're starving yourself. You're able to starve yourself. You're able to fast. I was able to fast for weeks. Why? Because eating this crap, I was feeling even worse when I was eating compared to what, when I was not eating. I was feeling better starving than eating these plants. And this is something that, yeah. And the more I was eating the plants, the, the worse my brain was reacting. I'm a very smart girl, I can tell you. I have three master degrees. I'm really intelligent. But doing all these all these plants, I, lo I lost my ability to think on my own. Mm -hmm. I, was my, I lost my ability to walk. I was not able to think on my own. My, my brain was totally messed up. Wow. Wow. So, so in essence, uh, from your experience and, and, and my experience, that plants create the psychosis, the depression, um, including the, the um, uh, inaccurate body image. Uh, and we listen to some propaganda that kind of drives us the direction and we take it to another level. And yeah, and the, the body image was destroyed during this time, uh, and it's really, really difficult to go back to the real body image. Up to now, still, my brain knows that I'm still skinny and I, I can still gain weight, and, but when I'm, st I'm looking at myself, I, sti I still have up to now body dysmorphia. So that there's still some image that is in the repair stage. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm not 100% healed, but I know it and I'm conscious about it. And I don't make this disorder to make me stop eating. I mean, this is really a very important conversation because eating disorders are one of the biggest problems in the world for mostly women but some men also, I know my, um, it, I've seen it in my family before and it's, it's a really hard thing to understand. And the more now I understand the diet we're consuming is actually the driver of all these diseases and not necessarily, although maybe that there's some genetic predisposition, but, but it really is, it, it we're drugged. Yeah. Yeah. And uh what you have to understand is going uh, to carnivore uh, the medical community is not really happy with this because they are thinking that i'm going from one eating disorder to another one because i'm not eating the full rain rainbow of food but being carnivore for me is the food freedom as soon as i switch to carnivore i stop thinking about food 24 hours a day yeah. So now I'm using the food as fuel. I'm enjoying my meal. I won't say that I'm not enjoying it because I love eating. I really love eating. Uh, but I'm not thinking about my food during the day. I'm thinking about my food like when I'm hungry and I want to eat. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to pick some food and I will eat some food. That's it. That's the only point I'm thinking about food. And I was struggling with the food idea 24 hours a day, waking up in the middle of the night, thinking about the food I would love to eat, but I won't eat. This never happened again. I'm not thinking about food at all. So what, um, what, what directed you to keto and carnivore in the first place? Sorry? You, you said at some point you, you hit the bottom of the bottle 
you had died for six minutes. Um, yeah. They were able to revive you. Yeah. Um, and, and, and what, what brought you to see keto and or carnivore as a direction that you can um, heal? I was really looking for a diet being able to go out of depressive, depressive behavior. And I found out about Amber O'Hearn and Georgia Eid. And uh, they were saying that very high fat uh, diet were helping with mental illness. And it, it, was, it was not really advocating for eating disorder, but I was like, you're mentally ill. Why? It won't work for eating disorder as well. So I really, I just gave a shot and it's the best decision I have taken in my life. So ultimately, we don't have anything wrong with us. We've been drugged by our diet and, exactly. and we're poisoned. That's all we are. We're poisoned by the diet that is, that is labeled as healthy, as you mentioned, the rainbow and eat plenty of fruits, vegetables, seeds, and nuts three to six times a day. Um, limit your red meat and don't eat fat. That's the story. Wouldn't you say? Uh, I would say, yeah, eat some fat for, for the refeeding stuff. Uh, they are asking you to eat some fat, but they are asking you to eat the wrong fat. And it, it is still really, really funny because I'm still going uh, monthly to the hospital to see my endocrinologist. And it, she cannot understand that without eating any grains and any nuts, my HDL is that high. And I say, yeah, my HDL is really high because I'm eating the healthy fat. And she say, no, you're not eating the healthy fat. You're not having olive oil. You're not having nuts. You're eating the worst fat ever. No, I'm eating the tallow and I'm eating the bone marrow. And that's the fat I need to have. And yeah, it's, it's really unknown. And the medical community is not ready yet to, yeah. They don't want to see the truth, you know. And yeah, the healthy fat is from red meat. I'm eating red meat, 100% red meat. So, yeah. So what was your inspiration to start talking about this? Um, I really think there is a lack of information in the carnivore community. A lot of people are doing uh, carnivore for weight loss. Some people are doing carnivore for healing. And what I say, carnivore is not a weight loss uh, diet. It's a weight optimization diet. If you're too fat, you will lose weight. If you're too skinny, you will gain weight. And gaining weight to reach the healthy point is so important. Yeah. And you don't have to be scared about the weight you're gaining. And this is really the message I want to share is that carnivore is to to reach your healthy, the, the healthiest version of yourself. Yeah. And even if in the social media, you see people like very skinny, full of muscles, that's not the real life. Yeah. You, you don't want to look like this. You want to look healthy and you want to live forever. I want to, to be up to 100 years old. I, I'm yeah. sure I will be. I almost died at 33 and I will live really old because, because of this diet. And yes, it's not about losing weight. It's about being healthy. So you mentioned um, your three master's degrees. I'm curious what they're in. And part of that question is, why do you think the medical community, which is highly educated and smart, can't see the story? 
Okay, so the first question, my master degrees are in geology, petroleum engineering, and intellectual property. Nice. So nothing related to nutrition. And uh, I think people that are really smart, they don't want to accept that they are wrong. Mm. Mm. And yeah, it, accepting that you have been wrong, sometimes difficult. You know, I've been vegan for a long time and I can say I was really wrong and I was not able to think on my own. My brain was totally in the fog due to all these grains I was eating. And yeah, it was difficult to admit. It's so easy to be on the deny. And yeah. anorexia, anorexia is the sickness of the deny. You deny your state. You, you say, no, I'm not starving. No, I'm not hiding. No, no. This is the sickness of denying what you're going through. So I know this. And I'm, I'm sure that all these smart people just don't want to say, yes, we are wrong and we have to go the other way. It would be denying all of the the experts that we've learned from, our mentors that have taught us the answers. But ultimately, in medicine, we're not independent thinkers very well. Yeah. We're, we're been given a, a um, propaganda, I call it. There is propaganda and there is so much money involved. Yeah. Uh, what's the benefits the doctor have just to eat, to say to you, eat the meat? I don't have to prescribe any medicine, just eat the meat. Uh, they, are, they are paid by the, the pharmaceutical industry. They, are, they, are, <laughs> they don't want you to be healthy anyway. If, yeah, you, if everyone is eating carnivore, no one will go and see the doctor, you know? So, so uh, curious back to the, how did you get to be the, a vegan um, where do you think that story is so pervasive out there? Do you think there's a, a hook that everyone sort of, uh, so many people see as, wow, this has to be the best thing in the world? Yeah, and you know the vegan community is really powerful. So why I switched sl slightly to veganism is because um, uh, uh, I, I was I was unnourished and veganism was a really good way for me not to eat because when you're invited, when you're socializing, it's really easy to say, um, I cannot have the food, that there is animal food on it. So it was really easy. And the, the more I went into veganism, I, I stepped into the community and the community was telling me, you're doing the good thing. And they were really, really convincing. And the, the less food you're eating, the, the more you're restricting. And at, the, at some point, just at the beginning, when I start eating uh, the vegan way and I remove all the processed food from my diet, I was feeling slightly better. I was just removing the processed food. So I had a couple of months when it was not that bad. And then it was like plunging down. But yeah, it, just removing the processed food, you can feel a little bit better. But if right. you remove the processed food and you eat the meat, you will feel much, much better. So it's something that, yeah. And but, the propaganda, they are, they are so strong. The, the vegans, they are so strong. And they are so angry. They are angry. And so they are yelling and screaming so loud. You, you can hear them. Yeah. When you're carnivore, you're so calm down. Yeah. And you're not mad at everyone, you know. You're right. like a happy person and you just, you don't want to fight. I don't want to fight. I just want to share the world like nicely and uh, and yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same at all. And, and so, what is your daily um, food habits today? 
Okay, uh, currently and today is my is my three months in. I've been trying the lion diet for three months, nice. and I can say that I love it. Yeah. Uh, but when I started my journey, it was uh, it was the full rainbow of carnivore food. I relied on butter a lot because I needed a lot of fat and I was not able to eat uh, a lot of beef fat or a mm -hmm. lot of tallow on its own. It was like difficult for me for the taste, and but the butter was so easy. So at the beginning of the journey, I was relying mostly on butter, on ground beef and on egg yolks. Uh, it was really my, the easiest to digest, you know, uh, people are saying I'm not able to eat a lot because I've been starving myself. That's not true. If you want to eat, you can eat. Going yeah. with ground beef, it's really easy to eat a lot of ground beef. Going with raw yolks, you just drink the yolks. I was drinking like 20 yolks a day really wow. easily. And I was eating tons of butter and it was very, very easy. And I will say the first year I didn't try to to remove any anything from my diet i was eating the full rainbow it was made mostly those three things but i was adding some salmon sometimes uh some chicken wings i'm not really chicken addict but uh some chicken wings uh some bacon this kind of food uh now i've been for three months in the lion diet i'm feeling great my diet is mostly ground beef sometimes lamb I love organs, so mm. I, I, I go with a lot of organ food. I'm so French. My fat is mostly bone marrow. Oh, bone marrow is so good. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, it's just amazing. So, yeah, I, I I do this, but I committed for a challenge for 100 days of lion, and then I will be, I will be back to yolks. I'm missing yolks currently, so uh, I, will, I will go back so, to yolks. So, so how many meals a day do you typically eat and how much in, in any one meal do you typically eat? Do you uh, sort of a handful, fistful, those sort of things? Usually I would say two meals a day. Mm -hmm. uh, when I started my journey, it was like six to eight meals a day because I was really lacking the nutrient. But then it reduced on its own. It, it's mostly two meals a day. I've been trying some omad sometimes because of our conversation you, we had <laughs> Uh, earlier this year and yeah i can feel good as well in omad but uh, not all the time but mostly it's two meals a day and i will say it's around a half pound of meat each time mm -hmm. and is it uh, you said lamb and and beef um in the ground mostly for both of those uh i i can eat more if it's ground beef uh mm -hmm. It's easy, easier for me to digest. I enjoy sometimes to have a nice roast, mm. something like this. Uh, I can say that I prefer most of the time to eat the leaner piece of beef and to add a lot of, a lot of fat uh, in addition on the side. Uh, like I will be really more happy with uh, sirloin and with two bone marrow and a piece of beef fat uh, that if I'm eating a ribeye, for example. And typically, how do you cook your, your meats? Uh, the air fryer. Mm -hmm. uh, easy busy, you know. I'd, I, I'm not a very big recipe girl. So just just put the, the meat in the air fryer. Don't think about it. I have a lot of stuff to do during my day. I don't want to struggle about the time of cooking. So I put in the air fryer. I wait seven minutes and it's done. Uh, some, I, I tried recently the sous vide cooking and mm -hmm. it's really, really nice. 
So I think I will do more sous vide now. Do uh, sous vide and then finish it in the fryer? Yes. In the air fryer? Uh, no, uh, in the cast iron pan with some ah, tallow. Got it, got it, got it, got it. And, and you're not consuming butter right now, but do you think butter is a good source of fat for people? I think butter is amazing. I, I'm not doing it during, because of the lion diet, but I think it's the easiest fat to get and it's so easy to have enough. You can, and okay, I'm in France. I'm really lucky. I can have raw butter all the time, but it doesn't matter. You can go with raw, raw butter or with pasteurized butter. Butter is an amazing source of fat. And there is a lot of butyrate in butter that you cannot get from a lot of source of animal food. So I think it's really important to, to have some butter sometimes. And you know, when you're, when you're out, uh, something I learned when I was traveling in the US this summer, uh, I was with my son and I was hungry and I just went to Starbucks coffee, I asked for butter and they're giving you for free some butter. You cannot get the tallow for free everywhere you are, but you always have a McDonald's or a Starbucks coffee and get butter. It's easy. So there is no reason to starve yourself. If you're hungry, you go to this place and you have some butter for free. And what would you say uh, your ratio of, of protein to fat is and why do you choose what you choose? I would say that I don't have any fixed ratio. It varies depending on my hunger signals. Some days I really crave the fat and those days I can, I can be even 90% fat if I'm really craving the fat. And some days I just want to eat the meat. Not long ago, I, I had one craving and I ate in one sitting three and a half pound of lean meat. I was craving the protein. I, just, I couldn't stop eating it. And I was just listening to my hunger cues and okay, I, I don't feel the protein and I don't feel the fat. So days, I will say if you do the average on, on a week, it will be around 75, 80% fat and 25, 20% protein on average, but there are days is 60, 40, there are days 90, 10. It depends. I just listen to my body. And, and would you comment a little bit about constipation or about bowel movements and what your experience has been going from a vegan diet to a carnivore diet? Are you noticing any difference in your bowel habits? Uh, okay. First, I'm not bloated at all. <laughs> this is the big difference. Yes, yes. I'm eating much more calories and I don't have a very big stomach, even if I'm 40 pounds heavier. So the, the bloating is totally different. Um, uh, when I was a vegan, I lost the ability to poop properly because I didn't, I lost my, the muscle of my butt. So it, it, it has been a very big nightmare even. Mm. Okay. I, I can say that, uh, at one point I even needed diapers. Yes. Well, and yeah, it's reality. It, well, it, that's, uh, we all piss, poop, breathe, fart. We do all these things. This is yeah. the human body. We're the human Ferrari. And really what we're interested in is for us all to better understand how to best fuel the body and how it exactly. works and improve its, improve its function. Exactly. And so it was really painful to go to past tool when I was vegan, mm -hmm. uh, being carnivore, I, um, uh, uh, on a daily basis, I don't suffer from constipation. I don't suffer from diarrhea. Even going from a no-fat diet to very high-fat diet, I never had diarrhea. No. Uh, this is something that has been amazing, and the body is really is really ready to heal. And I know that some people will have diarrhea for the transition, but 
it's not mandatory to be easy to have. And yeah, uh, my body is really resilient <laughs> and he has been so happy with all I was giving to him that he handled everything properly. I don't go, I'm going to, I don't say that I'm going to pass a stool every single day. It depends on my intake, in the, it depends, but I never feel bloated. I, I never have pain when I when I go to the toilet. So yeah, I, I, I don't feel this. I don't have any hemorrhoids anymore. And this is something I suffered in the past. I don't have kidney stones anymore. Since I've been carnivore, no mm -hmm. kidney stones. Amazing, you know? And so this is a big improvement. And the same thing for me, my hemorrhoids went away, my kidney stones went away, my constipation went away, my, which, which I call constipation, bloating and painful uh, bowel movements and or feeling like you have to go, but you can't go. So you try to force it out, but ultimately the bowels basically fill up. And when it's time to empty, just like your bladder, it's time to empty, but we're forcing it and we're forcing food into our gutlet. Uh, and, and that food is just getting impacted in there and, uh, we're eating way, way too much food. Would you yes. agree? Oh, I totally. Okay. I was eating too much volume of non-nutrient dense food. That was the point. It was a huge amount of volume, but nothing inside. But you were still, all that volume was damaging your gut and wasn't being absorbed properly. And it led to uh, also uh, significant weight loss and, and damage to your muscles, your brain, uh, to every organ system. My bone density, osteoporosis, sarcopenia, everything. Yes. Well, well, tell us a little bit about um, your your coaching and and who you're talking to, um, and what your mission is in this in this area. So currently, um, I'm uh, I'm leader in the Rivero community for mental health meeting. So every every week, I have two meetings with people suffering from mental health disorder, and I'm coaching in there. Uh, some people are reaching out to me, and I can do sometimes one-to-one -one coaching. Uh, most of the people that are reaching out to me is to transition to carnivore or to or to heal an eating disorder. Uh, what I can say that to be able to heal an eating disorder, you you have to really be. Uh, you need to really have your why. And yeah. I, I cannot define your why for yourself and you will be able to heal if you know why you want to heal. So this is really important. It's, it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing some one-to-one -one coaching. I'm having what, what I love is that I'm having my YouTube channel and I'm sharing the world that we can heal from mental health with a carnivore diet. Um, for me, it's full carnivore, you know, it's not, yeah. uh, it's carnival without any shit day. There is no uh, yeah, shit yeah, day. Yeah. There, there is no keto treat. There mm -hmm. is no sweetener. There is no, it's hundred percent carnival. I'm really, I cannot fall off the wagon. I cannot, I'm not. Okay. So early, if you follow my journey, I already say that you have to be hundred percent and yeah, no excuse. Uh, no birthday, no, no Christmas time. No, you have to be, consistent with what you're doing. Do you think there is a place for reward and treat days for those that have healed completely and have gotten to a point where they are capable of moderating those things? What is your opinion? 
Your opinion. That's what I'm mm. interested in. Uh, there are people that will never be able to moderate. Mm -hmm. And I am one of them. You know, uh, thinking about eating a piece of berry, the smallest like this, I'm thinking that I'm putting carbs into my body. And if I'm putting carbs into my body, I don't have to put any fat in my body because carbs and fat are not really friendly. And so I'm thinking about restriction. Mm. And my disorder is about a restricting disorder. So putting one berry in my in my diet will remove thousand calories from the fat so no way this is not for me so for me i'm not a moderator it's zero maybe some people they are moderators but you have to be really cautious about about this and most of the people with eating disorder i don't think they are moderators yeah. most of the people with addiction they are not moderators they are abstainer and mm -hmm. the is this little treat was the pain that you will be going through afterwards. I'm not sure about it. So I will never recommend to someone that, okay, treat yourself, follow the wagon. I No, what, what for? And the longest you stay carnivore, the less you want to eat this treat. Yeah. I, I'm treating myself. I'm treating myself with a nice piece of meat. I'm treating myself with a new way to cook my eggs. It's good treat. It's enough. And as you said, it's simple. Um, the the rest the 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 um, ingredients are simple. The cooking is simple. That there's nothing complicated about carnivore eating. And it, to me, a ribeye steak every day is the best treat it could ever get. Yeah, and you know, I will never be this kind of person buying processed powder of eggs or beef or. No, nothing processed. My, my stuff is okay. Eat the, eat the food that is only one ingredient. One ingredient is good. Meat is good. Beef is good. Chicken is good. Pork is good. One ingredient. It's enough. And if you want to throw in some eggs. Um, Fantastic. That, that, that adds, that's sort of the, 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 we'll call it the icing on the cake, which is the, the, the fat of the land, which ultimately it's biblical and eating the fatty the, the, the fatty lamb is yeah. the healthiest thing you can eat. You know, in French, we have an expression saying the cherry on the cake, and I change it by the butter on the burger patty. Yeah. And, and making our commonly loved foods like pizza and, and, and rolls and desserts out of animal products uh, or, or other um, – um, coconut flour and almond flour and things like that. Could you comment? Uh, okay. Uh, I don't want. I don't want this. I don't want to create uh, something that it's looking like bread. I don't want to eat the bread. I don't want to to eat this. I don't want to eat something that is looking like a pizza, even if it's carnivore. I don't want this. Uh, I want my brain to know what is eating. When my brain is seeing a piece of meat, it knows that is having a piece of meat. If it's seeing something that is yeah looking like a pizza is not it doesn't know what he's having so and it's the same with the supplement and everything i think that you can get everything you need from the meat from the yolks uh, from the organs from everything because your brain knows what is getting when when he's having it when you take a pill you just see a pill and it's another pill so uh i i think you you just need to to eat the food that looks like food 
and what it looks like food, it's a steak, it looks like a steak. For thousands of years, we evolved as a hunting animal, not a grazing animal. And what you're saying is simply eat the, um, the, that which nature has given us in its, exactly. its easiest um, um, methods. Yeah, and don't buy processed food, but don't process the food too much neither, you know? Just go with the simplicity. You're, you're gaining time. You're, it's just simple. What scientific studies do you think we need to prove this works? Or do you think we need these things to prove it works? Okay. Uh, first, what I'm doing currently, and I'm still doing it, I'm doing my, my blood work really regularly. And I'm seeing how, how my body is now functioning perfectly well. In the past, when I was a vegan, every single week I had to have like uh, potassium injections through my veins because I was potassium deficient and my heart was almost fading. Mm. I was taking pills of potassium every day, but it was not enough. Uh, I was taking tons of supplement and I was not able to have enough nutrients into my body. At one point, I was even if I was 72 pounds, I was suffering of fatty liver disease. My gammas and my transaminase were crazily high and my liver was not functioning like if I was an alcoholic or totally obese. Uh, and now I have my blood work every month or every three months and it shows that I'm fully nourished. Fully mm. nourished. I don't have any deficiency. My liver is working like crazy. Uh, I don't have a fatty liver even if I'm eating tons of fat. Uh, my body is really well. Uh, what I'm doing as well is that last year I had a bone density and in a month I will have another one and I will show that with numbers, I will show that I could reverse my osteoporosis with uh, carnivore. I'm really, really sure about it I, i'm not sharing the results i know what they will show i know that i'm reversing my osteoporosis i don't need anything i'm not i don't need supplementation uh i just i just need to eat the meat and showing with the number i think it, it's really, really important the cause of all disease is inflammation from a plant-based low animal fat diet you're reducing the inflammation significantly and or eliminated it completely and thus your body is healing as it's meant to do and bring you back to um, the proper hemostasis would you say that yeah and 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 you know uh uh everything is healing if your gut is healthy you can heal everything i had uh skin issues i had a lot of dryness i had eczema this all resolved uh, when I was a vegan, I was bald. I lost all my hair, all this growing hair. And I was taking tons of supplementation like uh, yeast and everything to try to have hair. But no, I was bald. Uh, wow. Wow. I, I was just losing all my all my living ability. So, yeah. And when, when you heal your gut, then you can heal the rest of your body. So how does someone know that they're they're eating the wrong diet. What 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 do you think is our because there's something that finally turns on, do you think, and gets us searching for something, then we find something at the right time. The propaganda of a healthy diet is plant-based and carnivore is 
still a small percentage of the message out there. Uh, what are your thoughts on one? Uh, what does it take for people to see it and how do we get the message out better? It's difficult to, to convince people, but uh, I think we are led by example. Yeah. And um, being sick with anorexia, I try to be perfect all the time. Uh, and now I'm not trying to be perfect, but I'm trying to give the, the good example. And, you know, uh, I'm teaching people through my YouTube channel. I'm teaching my son what is the best way of eating. My son have, remember me when I was a vegan. He remember me dying. And he's seeing me now eating the meat. And uh, even if he's young and he still wants to have some junk food, uh, he starts eating the meat first because he knows that what's healthy. And so we, we need to teach the young people as well that w we can be better. And I, I wish I could have find carnivore. Someone could have introduced me to carnivore much earlier in my journey. Uh, maybe I wasn't ready. Maybe I was not ready to listen, but at least I want to, to spread the word more and more just for people to start thinking about it. And yeah, it's changing one person at a time. Yeah. And if I, if I can save one life, I would be the, the happiest person ever. You know, if I, even not saying a life, but changing the way of thinking, it's, yeah. it's so important. One human at a time. An example seems to be the stories that we've been learning for, from for thousands, if not millions of years. And an experiment is a recent um, addition to the human uh, environment. And maybe the experiments are leading us to the wrong uh, answers. And so through science, maybe that we've been misguided, do you think? Oh, we have mi mi misguided. And uh, there are funny story. I don't know. Um, uh, do you know Popeye? That, this guy that is eating a lot of spinach to have big muscles? Yes, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I like, grew up with Popeye. Yeah. Do you know why we believe that spinach has a lot of iron? Because they told us so. Because Popeye yes. said it did. No, because the guy that studied the spinach made a mistake the day he wrote his paper. And he put uh, the comma a little bit, not at the same place. So yeah, he yeah, was yeah. saying that th there was 10 times more iron in the sp spinach than it was real reality. And he made this mistake. And then we shared the world and we convinced everyone that spinach were full of iron. Yeah. And like... Mm. All over the world, everyone is believing like Popeye is really nice and he eats a lot of spinach and he has big muscles, a lot of iron. Crazy. Yeah, so it's really easy to, to spread the wrong message. And it, those, those, those incorrect messages are rarely retracted and, and um, clarified. It's, they yeah. stay wrong. It's telephone, right? One story and to another. Five, to another, five to another. fruits. Five fruits and five vegetables a day, and you would be healthy. Wrong. Wrong. Yeah. And we have to retrain our brain. And we have to spread the word for people to be able to retrain the bread. Because with all the propaganda, the more you're listening to this, the most you're believing on it. So we have just to, to, to do the, pro the opposite propaganda. Mm, red meat is good for you. Red meat is good for you. Eat the healthy fat. That's the 
animal fat. And we, we, we have to, to do this. Cholesterol is not something that you have to fear. You need, you need cholesterol. If you don't have cholesterol, you're dying. The kind of stuff we need to, to spread the world. You, you mentioned it. I think the best is you're the example. Lead by example. That's what the real scientific story is truly about. And, and we're not rats, nor are we yeast. The majority of studies seem to be done on something other than a human being. And we take that and extrapolate thinking somehow that's who and what we are but we're human beings and we don't have teeth like lions, but we did lead with hunting like a wolf, able to make tools, weapons uh, that enable us to eat the food that made us humans. And so how do we, we continue. And, uh, you know, I started off in this in this this uh, nutritional world. I was kind of in the Atkins world, and then I was in the Weight Watchers, and then I found Paleo, and then finally Keto, and then I tripped over twelve years ago over carnivore. And I, you know, it's sort of some people live a long time, even as vegan, vegetarians, Mediterraneans. But health and wellness is really the key, not longevity. Although yeah, uh, I, I have something to say about uh, about uh, Mediterranean diet because uh, I'm from Marseille, southeast of France, and my, my family has been raised by a Mediterranean diet. And my great grandfather lives up to 100 years old, really healthy. Uh, but yeah, we have example that a Mediterranean diet can work and you can live old. But the example we have is from these people that were living old; they were not having any processed food. Uh, so my great grandfather lived really old, but without any processed food, having meat three times per day, his morning were with eggs and then meat, uh, lunch and dinner, mostly eating what he was raising in his garden. Uh, so we cannot compare the, the diets we are speaking about now is totally destroyed by processed food and by the food industry. And so, yeah, Mediterranean diet can work for people eating a very healthy way from the time they are born up to their death, uh, but without any processed food. And they didn't overeat. And they didn't overeat, never. And they were not fat at all, but they were yeah. not skinny neither. They were just eating the right amount. That's because the there, there is evidence that, that um, reducing caloric intake, caloric restriction, does increase the longevity at healing autophagy. Uh, and, and so the, the three to six meals of, as you mentioned, mostly processed, lean meat, and the healthy meats are seed oils and, and, and avocado. But the last I looked at avocados are fruit. So I don't know how it got to be a fat. That's another one that's a conundrum to me. Um, but, but so what you're saying is, is the Mediterranean diet and in the experience that people reported, but like Ansel Keys, he didn't include all the countries in, in the experiment or at least in what was published. So um, I always call science, snake oil and data doo-doo, uh, you know, in, in some way, we've got to be very cautious about every study, including, you know, if you're going to say, well, carnivore diets, you know, you have to be questionable on the studies. That's why the example, your example and individuals, because you probably didn't automatically say, yeah, I believe this. You had to do it to know it. Oh, yes, exactly. 
And I, I had to convince myself by doing it and by doing it the right way. And this is the important way. And to be able to, to, to be an example, you have to, yeah, you don't have to cheat. You have to do the, the, the royal way, you know? And yeah. And what we have to think about as well is the activity level of the people. Uh, in the past, uh, my great grandfather lived really old, but you know, he had a, a very physical job. He was doing a lot. He was not sitting on the sofa looking at uh, Instagram or Facebook. Uh, he, he was doing some stuff, some movements. So yeah, he, we can we cannot compare like the new generation and the old one. And we have to create new studies. Uh, yeah, we have to we have to collect the examples. Yeah, uh, and and if you look at um, Wilhelm uh, Stephenson, if you look at um, at uh, uh, James Henry Salisbury, uh, if you look at uh, Banting, I mean, there's so many people for thousands of years, and if you just look at our our ancient um, ancestors, that they lived, uh, they had tr troubles. I mean, life was not easy. Uh, but the problem is we're looking for uh, being a couch potato, uh, which ultimately in, in, you know, eating food out of a bag uh, or delivered in a box and not simply um, roasting uh, or, 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 or uh, frying or air frying out today. Uh, yeah, and then they are telling you, don't put the barbecue because barbecuing is making you having cancer. Yeah, of course. The barbecue is not the problem. And, <laughs> cooking and is not the problem. Right. And we've been cooking meat on an open fire for thousands and millions of years. The likelihood that we, we and we cancer was not common uh, back then, uh, but it's it's on the rise. Maternal morbidity and mortality is on the rise. Pediatric and fetal mortality and morbidity is on the rise. All the diseases are on the rise, and I'm I'm certain in Europe and France are seeing the same problem. Oh, we are seeing the same problem. We can see that all the kids have food sensitivity now. Uh, a lot of gluten sensitive, a lot of milk sensitive, a lot of uh, a, a lot of sensitivities that kids didn't have before. Uh, when I was a kid raised in France, uh, usually there was one overweight kid in each classroom, maybe two. Now my son is ten years old, and in his class is a third of the kids that are overweight or obese uh, so yeah the problem is starting from the beginning and when you when you go out and you see the babies uh, in the in the stroller being fed with french fries dipped in mcdonald's salts you understand why or they're eating cereal constantly uh, which is yes. essentially a plant grain uh, which has not only full sugar, it's got the toxins, the antigens, and they ferment. And I've been talking about this. We don't understand. We don't talk about fermentation in our gut, which makes alcohol. And so we're wondering why our children are all suffering. Um, it's because the healthy lifestyle we've, we've um, uh, prescribed is actually not. The cherries are the third uh, best food to eat, depending of the chart, I think. Yes, yes, yes. The, um, the Dartmouth, I think, I can't remember if that was the exact place where it came out of, but, but it came out of uh, a university that is labeling processed cereals healthier than 
than beef. Yeah. Eat a breakfast, eat bacon and eggs. That's a real breakfast. That is. Uh, any, any thoughts on, on and we talked a little bit about fasting, but uh, do you think that some value to two to three day fast, five day fast from time to time, any, any experience or thoughts on that from any of your community? Um, I think that people with a past of eating disorder should not fast. Something that I, I, I really think about. Uh, uh, if today you, you're asking me, okay, Claire, do a challenge and fast for a week. I can't stop eating for a week, two weeks, yeah. three weeks, whatever you want. I've done it. I've done six months, you know, so I would yeah. be able to do it. Uh, no, this is something that will trigger my mental health. So if you have had an eating disorder, I'm sure that you should not fast. Uh, no, no more than uh, OMAD, you know, uh, intermittent fasting is enough. And for people that have been in the binge eating disorder as well, I think it's the same because if you restrict, then you will binge even in carnivore food. When people are saying you cannot binge in carnivore food, that's not true. If you're an overeater, if you have been used to eat tons of food, uh, if you're restricting, when you will stop your fast, you will, you will eat like six pounds of food in one sitting with tons of butter and lots of bacon and you won't be able to stop. So um, yeah, for people with eating disorder, I don't recommend fasting. And, and ultimately it's all a mind game. Yeah. How, how, how do we straighten out the mind? Yeah. It's, it's difficult and it's difficult to know exactly what are your triggers. Hmm. And yeah. And I don't say that you don't have to fast. I say that not everyone is made to fast. I think that there, there are benefits of fasting. I think uh, the autophagy that is made with fasting is really great. Um, I think that uh, starving myself for three decades, uh, I, I already uh, renew my mitochondrial stuff and everything. Uh, I've done it. Uh, and maybe it, it will help me to, to, to live longer. For some people, I think there are a lot of benefits for the people that have been maybe overweight for long and to, to go with some days of fasting. It can be beneficial, but fasting is not for everyone and you have to be careful. And every human is an individual and the solution for everyone is not the same. And so for me, it's not a solution for myself. And, and, and can you talk a little bit about um, how you approach the 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 how we can heal the mind thinking how we can turn the thoughts around and change them from the propaganda we've been led to believe we need to surround ourselves with the good community yeah. we we need to learn from others uh, as i said i've been listening to you a lot uh, i listen to a lot of podcasts i've been listening to sean baker a lot to dr barry um i wanted to have some example and i even if it was not scientific example but i was led by kelly hogan for example she has been carnivore for 13 years and she yeah. got the results and yeah you really have to to surround yourself by the the people you believe that they are sharing the good message and being surrounding by all this information, which is the good information. You can retrain your brain. You can, and then you, you know that what you're doing is true. And retraining the brain is such an important thing for all of us to do by listening and learning to people who have gone through the challenges exactly. and, and you're one that has done that and you're so inspiring and we appreciate what you're doing.
Uh, how can people find you? So to find me, it's easy. You just have to go to YouTube and and type beyond the scale through healing and you will find me. And if you go to Instagram, you will find me under uh, Loli Carney. Um, it's funny because I started my Instagram account when I started my carnivore journey. And at this point, I was a little bit ashamed about this. So I took the name of my dog. That's why Loli, even if my name is Claire. And, uh, but then I say, okay, you don't have to hide. You're doing the good stuff. And now you have to, sh to spread the word. So then uh, that's why I created the YouTube channel about the healing. And I want to, to speak uh, openly. I don't want to be in the denial of everything. If I have a struggle or something, I will say it loud. Uh, I just want to spread the word, meet heals. And we're all afraid in some way. Wouldn't you agree? We're all a little sort of maybe, I don't know, ashamed, uh, uh, fearful, or maybe we don't feel capable of the story. Yeah. Yeah. And hiding is easy. And just being fully open and spreading the word is is more difficult, but at the same time, I want people to heal. I was able to heal using carnivore. And as I say before, my healing is not en ending. So I still have a journey in front of me and I will keep healing uh, for years, most probably. Uh, but I want to help to give a hand to others to for them to be able to heal as well. Uh, I almost died and I didn't and I'm not dying anymore. And I want people to stop dying and to get the best version of themselves. You suffered in order to share. Exactly. Pain pushes and gives us the light in order to share something. And, and life is not meant to be painless. It's meant to be full of pain. That's my, my theory. But we have to look at the pain as, as the positive, as the, the experiences that give us something that is really valuable in life. If I am the person I am today, it's because all I've been through. Yeah. So I, I don't have any regrets. That was my life. I had to go through this to be here today and to be able to help others. You have, you have to suffer. And so you do individual coaching through Avero Health. Uh, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your experiences there and how important Rivero Health and, is uh, for people in this community? I think in Rivero, you can find uh, a lot of information. You have, uh, it doesn't matter what you are suffering from, you can find someone that has have been suffering from the same. So you have this huge community. Uh, and so it's, it's really important. If you, if you need support, uh, you have meetings every single day you have at least four meetings per day so even if even if you you're not having like a problem with mental illness uh, if you're struggling to stick to carnivore you can just just jump into my meeting for mental health and i will be able to help to help you just for you to stick to carnivore even if it's not a matter of mental health so you always have someone on board to be helping and yeah this this is a, a fantastic community and I'm and, so grateful that there are this kind of community out uh, for people to have the daily support. And, and I wander over to Chafee and to, to Barry and to uh, Bella and others because I always like to listen what's going on in the community because it's really important for all of us to come together 
in in more positive ways and to invite the conversation for vegan vegetarians mediterraneans and everyone to sort of listen and learn uh the one thing as a physician and a scientist i've learned that that ultimately we are what we eat and our troubles are happening because we're eating the incorrect diet for a human animal we're lions not pigs cows or sheep so simple exactly exactly so yeah we have to learn from all these communities and yeah uh, you can always go to dr barry channels and he's doing lives every single yeah. every single monday uh, you can uh, dr shafi he's doing he's so so easy to get in touch with dr shafi you just ask him and he just go and speak to you he has this beautiful community as well you can reach to them on instagram it's it's really easy and ah, i think uh, we we all have the same uh, motivation to spread yeah. the world that yeah we need the meat and the fat and not the vegetables and interesting enough just like uh barry and and baker and chafee all of them experienced carnivore in order to understand it and share it. it it's it isn't as if we all sort of like we're well we're taught this and this and then well that makes sense let's do it it's we experience the change and the 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 health journey that affects both our our physical mental reproductive health uh and inspires us to do more are there any questions, thoughts, and ideas that maybe I didn't bring up that you wanted to make sure we talked about or you mentioned? Um, I I really, really think that uh, people have to focus on health yeah. uh, and not on the body image. And we spoke about Dr. Shafi. Uh, we spoke about Bella. Uh, we spoke about Kelly Hogan. Uh, all these People, they are famous, they are nice influencers, and they have a perfect body image. And what I want to say today is that we won't all get there, you know. We won't look as gorgeous as they are, but we will look healthy. And being healthy is not looking like if you are going to a magazine. So this is something, yeah, carnivore helps you with body composition. Carnivore helps you to heal. Carnivore won't make you look like the most beautiful person ever, but what you want to be is to be healthy. And I think that is a good message to share. You are the most beautiful person ever created in the universe, exactly as you are. Exactly. And, and that's that first step that I think because um, the excessive exercise is one of my leading causes of all disease. And I think the image to look good because you've got this image that you've been propagandized with is incorrect and fat does not cause disease being obese or overweight does not cause disease and and you gave it also really well is that if you want to lose weight you go carnivore if you want to gain weight you go carnivore because ultimately it will optimize your physical body but if there's a famine and you're skinny you're fertilizer we are meant to eat fat and be fat because fat is how we run our bodies. We do not ever burn sugar as energy. We burn only fat. And exactly. it's critical that you have that in your body. So yeah, Eric, thank you so much. I so appreciate you and what you're doing. I look forward to continuing watch and do more of these conversations uh, for sure. Whenever you want, I'm always free for you. All right. God bless. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks you so everyone much. for joining.
Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Carnivore Conversations, hosted by me, Dr. Robert Kiltz. And don't forget to review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening today. Check out drkiltz.com for more and subscribe to our Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook for more inspiring content every day. Take care and see you next time.